Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Super big thanks today. Go out to Ace Andrews. He always does such a great job. I just wanted to thank him in front of this large audience. You know, if you guys ever really want to make his day, just send me an email and I'll forward it on to him to say, tell Ace how much he is your favorite broadcast engineer. Just send it to me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. In fact, Martha, we'd love to hear from our listeners more often, wouldn't we? We would. Um, we do really love to know what is making an impact in people's lives. And, of course, we don't ever want you to be texting and driving or emailing and driving. But if you get a chance or you're near your um, phone or your computer and can write yourself a little note to remember to do it later, just let us know what what maybe some of your favorite shows have been or the people that have really inspired you because really that's why we bring people on to just challenge all of us to make a difference. But every once in a while, it is really nice for us to get encouraged, and that's what we're asking for. If you're listening today, we would love to hear from you. A couple of ways. Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Martha at IWorkForHim.com. You can go onto our website, IWorkForHim.com, and go to the Contact Us page. Martha's shaking her head at me. I think they got it. The dot com. I work for him dot com. Or you could always text me. I, I love to hear from listeners. My cell phone number is on the website, but it's 407-592-7358. Do not give my number to telephone solicitors, however, because <laughs> they already call my phone too often. Oh, my goodness, But yes. I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get some encouragement. Just keep in mind that the people in ministry around you, they need encouragement. We happen to be one of those people. We would love to hear from you. But if you've got other people involved in ministry around you that are encouraging you, let them know. I mean, a a pat on the back is so awesome. You know, that brings up a good point. October is officially Pastor Appreciation Month. So one of the things that I um, always used to encourage when I had a large staff was we would write notes or cards to our pastors during this month. And yes, you should do it all year long, but... We don't. And so taking the time during the month of October to really appreciate those people that are like pastors to you. So the pastor from the pulpit, the pastor over the kids ministry that ministers to your kids, pastors you listen to on the radio, um, mentors in your life, whatever that might be to you. I just encourage you to take advantage of this time to thank them. Yeah, it's really important. And so really just give us a give us a holler. Let us know that you're listening in. Maybe you've got some feedback for us. Only nice feedback allowed. Jim and I work for him. That's not true. If you've got some constructive feedback, just say it nicely because I'm a sensitive guy. (laughs) Jim and I work for him dot com. You know, excellence in our work is so important. And that's what we learned about at the Nehemiah week 
a couple of weekends ago, Martha. We we just yes. learned it, what was so much fun. That's what the the show today. We're going to talk about our experience with the Nehemiah Project at their Nehemiah Week and the people that we met from around the world. We also got callers coming in. Uh, the uh, leader of the Young Biblical Entrepreneur Program out of Orlando, Nathan Shaw, will be joining us uh, in about 20 minutes. And then Patrice Saugay will be giving us his perspective, uh, calling in from Oregon today and, and letting us know how he felt about the week. But Martha, I just thought we could highlight some of the really cool stuff that we experienced. Yeah, I think it'd be good, though, for us to set it up and let people know what it is. Why don't you do that? Well, okay, so I'm not necessarily a spokesperson for Nehemiah, but the whole... um, They had a whole week where people came in from all over the world that have been through their program at some level. Their biblical entrepreneurship Biblical entrepreneurship, which is uh, an excellent program to help people that are in business or want to be in business understand how to do it from a biblical perspective. So people came in from all over. They went through training. They went through um, group time of instruction. And then there was a competition that all these countries have been having. And all the winners came together in order to then present for the final grand winner. Nehemiah Project is so exciting. I mean, they're literally reaching around the globe, raising up biblical entrepreneurs. And they do this not because every all the world's about business, but business, when you have a business, you not only support your family, but other people's families. And it's a ministry. It's a kingdom idea. And, and I mean, at the Nehemiah Week over in Orlando a couple weekends ago, there were 18 countries represented. Mm-hmm. And, and it was such a great cross-cultural experience for us. And we, we, I'm, we had a conversation with people. I couldn't even pronounce the name of the country, but it was an African nation I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. It was part of the, it's the old Congo. Congo apparently split in half, and it's it's part of the, part of one half of the Congo that got split in half. Um, and and that, it was French speaking, so I'm not sure what that means. Uh, <laughs> but it was really cool. But uh, for me, the highlight was the business plan competition. Yes. Uh, I well, okay, that's not, that's not true. Two highlights: there the business plan competition, and then the young biblical entrepreneur workshop that we have to be part of. Mm-hmm. But that bib, uh, business plan competition involved uh, a business owner from Canada, Madagascar, France, U.S., Ukraine, and the one from Haiti couldn't get a visa, so she didn't get a chance to right. to uh, present. But somebody presented on her behalf. But what was what's great about the Nehemiah project is they're investing in Christ followers around the world, teaching them how to rise themselves up out of poverty by creating a business. Whether they're super small businesses or big businesses, go ahead. But they but they do it in such a way that they don't just say, well, start a business and go. No. They actually help them to understand the importance of a business plan and funding and all of the essential parts. And so this competition was to say who has developed a plan that's likely to be very successful. So if you're thinking about starting a business and maybe you just really want to understand God's perspective on work, Biblical Entrepreneurship Class 1 is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The whole Biblical Entrepreneurship experience is a fantastic place for you to plug in. You're going to hear more from about Nehemiah Project today on I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. You can find out more about the Nehemiah Project at nehemiahproject.org. You know, Martha, I, you just did you post my shirt out on Facebook? No, it's going to go out with today's show. Okay, so when we post today's show on Facebook, make sure you go out to our Facebook page, I Work For Him on Facebook. 
I almost said I work for him. dot <laughs> com. I work for him on Facebook, and you're going to see my brand new shirt that I got when we were on vacation this summer. And why don't you read the back of my shirt? Alrighty, I have it here. You don't oh, you have do? to stand okay. up. I, okay. Really. It says, "Live your life so the preacher won't have to lie at your funeral." Live your life so the preacher won't have to lie at your funeral. So my plan is, for the, just like my bacon shirt that I wear, which many of you, if you follow us on Facebook, you'll have seen my bacon shirt, which just says bacon. Another reason I know that Jesus loves me. Uh, this, this shirt I plan on wearing to, you know, like local fairs and festivals because people read the backs of your shirts. They do. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought this is a great one because I've heard preachers lie at people's funerals. It's sad. It's sad. Don't, don't live your life. So that people don't have to, so the preacher doesn't have to lie at your funeral. All right, we're talking about Nehemiah week. And we're talking about really the impact on our lives, Martha, as we get to experience. So let's talk first about the business plan competition. Yeah. In the business plan competition, these people have been working, they've gone through all the biblical entrepreneurship classes. They've come up with a business plan that, and they're competing for a $5,000 scholarship, a grant towards basically their business. Right. And they also got to present their business plans in front of investors right. that, that Patrice Saugay and the Nehemiah Project brought together in a one room. So it's a very exciting thing. They, they teach you biblical entrepreneurship, and then you get, as you build your business plan, you get to compete for scholarship money. Yeah, so there were some pretty amazing business plans. Are we going to talk about them? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So um, Let's go down the line that I've got okay, we'll number two go right, last. Okay. Okay. Um, so there was a guy from Canada, a. and we don't have all their names written down or their businesses and stuff, but the, the bottom line is he wanted to take the Nehemiah model of teaching people biblical entrepreneurship, the whole classes and everything, and really grow that in Canada and allow a. that to be his business, A. Eh? Spread it across the Canadian provinces, eh? A. Eh? So that was, and it was it was um, very comprehensive way of doing it. That was really cool. Then we had the guy from France. Oh, man, it was just brutal. I wish I'd been one of the he judges. He only brought samples for the judges. He wants to open up a crepe restaurant in... A creperie. A creperie, yes. I didn't know that was a word yeah. until we went to the Nehemiah Week business playing competition in L.A., right near the stadium where the, uh, I think the Los Angeles Kings basketball team play. Uh, and he had this very aggressive business plan that started with a business or a, 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 a crepe cart to yes. haul around and growing up to have actually, actually having a restaurant. And that David was his name. I remember his name because he and said it really he cool. He had a, this clever thing because the way he did the crepe for in the stadium, like it was really like hand, you could hand hold it. Yeah. It or was, hold it in your hands. Well, yeah. So it was a handheld crepe. In a wrapper. In a wrap. It was pretty cool. <laughs> no, not that, not that kind that of That kind of wrapper. Okay. So then uh, from the U.S., our very own Dean and Jane Blankenship, who've been on the show with us, uh, fantastic builders with Hosanna Building Contractors out of Orlando, they shared their testimony and how they, because of Dean's background as a felon and then coming to Christ, they try to hire people who can't get jobs other places who want to learn a skill. So they hire people with felonies, people that are willing to be in a program to learn a skill and they want to grow their business, but they want to hire more of these kinds of uh, more people who are struggling to get jobs because of their background. Right, because he was able to prove through getting his license that he could make a complete turnaround in his own life through the help of Jesus Christ. And he wants to give other people that opportunity as well. And that was so much fun to spend time with Dean and Jane. And then, okay, the guy from Ukraine. This guy from Ukraine had an amazing 
business plan, but he didn't barely speak any English, but he had an interpreter from the Ukraine who was phenomenal. Yeah, it was actually quite amazing to watch that whole process for somebody who's not sat with uh, people being inter- and having an interpreter. But he and his wife have, um, in the Ukraine, it is very, very much the tradition to have a very decorated hall for weddings. But there are way more weddings than there are people to do the decorating right now. I, it sounds like there's been a lot of struggle in their economy, and but people, they spend the money on decorating because that's tradition. It's like not a, not an excuse. And they do it often in restaurants, local restaurants, local halls. And they're very outdated, though, because of the fact that um, the economy's been so tough. So right. he and his wife wanted to grow the business of, of um, wedding decorating. Right. So it was really cool what he shared and was amazing is the kinds of salaries that he was willing to take. He in Ukraine, wasn't it like four? Well, it was a hundred bucks a week. I don't remember what the numbers were, but the judges were kind of, you know, questioning his business plan because they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. It's too low of an income. And, and his point was that that was actually a very solid income, not extravagant, but a solid income because it would the economy was so tough there so um, it, he didn't need to make what uh, somebody living you know in a high-rise city here in the United States and his plan was to grow that uh, wedding not a wedding planning business wedding decorating business right. quite, quite large all right and the final was and then they had a plan from Haiti. But the lady didn't get to present because she didn't get her visa, so I don't remember what her plan was. Remember either so, they just kind of shared briefly. Yeah, what so her I don't remember plan what hers was. was. But okay, but the the last person who was the winner was a young lady from Madagascar. And you say young, but she was a mom with children, and well, she but she looked like she was I twenty, know. but she was really I think thirty in her early forties. Still very actually. young. Anyway, so very young because she was okay. in her early forties. Yeah, she's from Madagascar, and she presented a business plan for selling quail and quail eggs, basically raising quail like chickens we would hear, but raising quail there because quail eggs super high in protein, mm-hmm. super high nutrition content. They're very small. But you can, uh, and quail meat was, there was something else about the quail meat. Well, the meat. quail meat was to be marketed to the rich because it was a high quality, high per pound price that people get for quail meat. And so her plan, if the way we understood it, was the fact that she could she could market the the meat to the rich and prosperous and then use the eggs, sell them in the general market, but then actually give quail eggs to the poor. To the orphanages. And the orphanages and things like that. And then teach them. And teach them how to do the same thing and perpetuate the plant, teaching them how to fish, teaching them how to... How to sell the fish. Sell the fish, use the fish, buy the fish. But not fish, but quail. But yes. And and of course, she said quail so beautifully because she had this beautiful Madagascan accent. Mad- Madagascar is what she, Madagascar right. accent. You're right. So she won, and it, that was just cool. I got to tell you, as listeners, I mean, you and I don't think about, we don't think about having to start a business from scratch, but literally she could start with 12 quail eggs and start a business. Right. And she currently had like 60, and it was Already. showing her kids they owned some land and they were trying to, you they know, they own like a city them. lot, what we would consider a city lot, like yeah. a quarter acre. 
but I think it's gold in there in Madagascar. Well, it's so an that island. Was a, that was very precious that they already have a place to have these quail. So that was really cool. A business plan competition as our brothers and sisters in Christ from around the world learn how to start businesses. It was really cool. And the number one winner, of course, was the lady from Madagascar. Number two was the gentleman from Ukraine with the uh, wedding decoration business. And number three was the U.S. team Woo-hoo! from Orlando. Hosanna so that was really builders. cool. So then Saturday afternoon, we got to spend time with the young biblical entrepreneur kids. These are kids from high schools all over Orlando right? who are involved in local churches, and they want to learn how to be biblical entrepreneurs. Yeah, such a cool thing that these kids are involved in. And um, I really think that it just probably took someone in their life saying, you know what, I think this would be an opportunity you're never going to regret. Because wasn't it a week-long camp that they went to in the they summer? They got a week-long camp, and at the end of the week, they did a business plan. And then they presented those business plans on Friday night at the Nehemiah Week. But we didn't make it in time because mm-hmm. the traffic from Tampa to Orlando took three hours to get really there. Bad. So we missed that. But we heard great things about yes, it. Yes, we did. Some kid that learned how to sew and makes what? Made bow ties. Makes bow ties. He was and a selling lot them of, like hotcakes. A lot of the men were wearing them and sporting them. They were sponsor- supporting the show. They were the, pretty nice looking bow ties. Not that I'd wear a bow tie. Jim wouldn't get one. No, he I wouldn't. asked. <laughs> no, he wouldn't wear a bow tie. And then there was another. T-shirts. T-shirts and backpacks. Oh, yeah. Kids, the business that was like a logo kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, with their fingerprint. Thumb. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but that was really cool. Yes. But really what I loved was all the parents that were involved in it. There was a lot of parents involved in encouraging their kids. Mm-hmm. And these were not, these were kids all from urban areas all over Orlando. Uh, this was this was these are for urban kids trying to help them break out of urban poverty and start serving in their community by starting businesses. But boy, was I impressed by the caliber of these kids. Oh, they, my goodness. They yeah. are intelligent and um, have a lot of ambition and really want to do great things. We had some great conversations with yes, these kids. It was so much fun. Yeah. The Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program from within the Nehemiah Project, something you can get your kids involved in. In fact, we need a local Tampa Bay Nehemiah Project coordinator. That's something we could do. If you are interested in helping others learn how to start a, uh, a bi- to learn biblical entrepreneurship, just let me know. Or contact Nehemiah Project. You can find them online at nehemiahproject.org. And you can. we're talking today about the Nehemiah Week, their annual celebration of all those who have gone through the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program and have put together business plans, and they compete in an international business plan competition. We have on the line with us today Nathan Shaw. Nathan is in charge of the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program, which we got to see demonstrated on on Friday night and Saturday afternoon, Nathan Shaw, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much, Jim. It's wonderful to be with you. Well, we're glad. And Martha's here, too. So, you know, just so Hi, we're, both on, we're both on the line. Hi, Martha. Welcome. How are you? Good. Glad right. to have you. So talk to us in this short period of time. I really want to cover the, the point, the purpose, the mission behind the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program. So first of all, talk about your role. Absolutely. Well, I am um, honored and blessed to be the National Field Director for Young Biblical Entrepreneurship, which, again, is a curriculum under the Nehemiah Project. Um, The curriculum is actually in 22 different countries currently, and it teaches biblical principles of how to do business 
in the kingdom, how to use your business as a ministry platform and not just separate what we do in church and what we do in business, but to combine them together. And so I'm blessed to lead the effort for our youth with for ages 11 to 18. But, I mean, you know, 11 to 18-year-olds, they're not thinking about starting businesses. They're worried about video games and going out with, you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend, right? You know what? It, it, you'll be surprised. I believe a lot of the issues that we have right now is that we don't create a standard uh, for our young people. And when you give them a platform to create, you will be amazed at what comes out of them. What we want to do is show them that the gifts and the talents and the treasures and the abilities that God has placed on the inside of them, that they can actually use it, use that gift to make room for them. Um, that's biblical, but we don't often teach young people at an early age. We'll teach them cursive. We'll We'll teach them uh, mathematics. We'll even teach them sometimes different languages, but we don't teach these business principles, and they're able to capture it if it's put on a level they can understand. Well, and the beautiful part of this, you're not just teaching them business principles, you're teaching them biblically centered principles they can use in any workplace, whether they're the leader or whether they're the follower, because you're, ta- you're talking about a lot of, of categories that can be applied to a lot of different places within within a workplace. So, talk about, you got real scratchy there for a second, Nathan. Can you make Make sure that you kind of, there you go, just check that. Okay. What exactly are they being taught within the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program? Absolutely. Well, they are being taught, um, it's, a, it's a full curriculum of nine chapters of lessons that they're being taught. They're being taught about the character and the attitude of a biblical entrepreneur. We know what young people, uh, attitude is really important, and so they're being taught how to think from a kingdom mindset with their character, with their attitude, with how they present themselves. They're being taught about problem solving, which is often a big issue in our, in our country um, from an adult standpoint, but specifically for youth. They're talking about taking calculated risk, how to um, be an ambassador for Christ, how to look at biblical profit versus worldly profit when they actually get a business or when they do something that's profitable, how they should use that. So you're absolutely right. In fact, what we've seen, uh, Jim and Martha, is that we've seen an increase in their educational goals and their school uh, progression by them going through this camp because now they're going more focused. They're going with the right attitude, with the right character, and they're really being kingdom ambassadors in their schools. Now, isn't it true that this program was it, it is set up to really impact those kids in an urban environment. Is that, I mean, that's where the aim is, right? Well, it, it, it's universal. We really like to look at it from a kingdom mindset and not necessarily specifying a certain demographic. However, we've seen great dividends with the urban community, and I'm actually blessed to also be a part of the urban initiative. And um, it's, it's, it's incredible to see because what happens is those that are from a lower-income community, oftentimes they lose hope with education. They lose mm. hope with even the thinking like they can go to college and these things because what they see in front of them is bleak. What they see in front of them is not opportunities. So to come into an environment like this and, and, and for us to be promoting to them, no, you can be an entrepreneur. You can be a kingdom ambassador. You can make a difference. It just transforms their life. That's the key word you always hear with BE is transformation. And we have that ability to do that at ages as young as 11 to 18. In fact, we had two nine-year-olds that went through the camp this year uh, that just did an amazing job. So it's definitely a target that we want to, to hit is the urban market. But really, this curriculum is for 
people of all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So Nathan, you talked a little bit about the impact that it had on these kids that maybe gave them a more encouragement for their education and looking to the future. What other kind of impacts have you seen on both the attendees and those around them? You know, Martha, I think one of the greatest, um, Glenn Reppel, who he is the um, the area director here in Orlando, mm-hmm. and he told me this, and I didn't experience it until I actually walked it out. He said sometimes the greatest impact it is is on the teachers, and I've, I've seen that. I mean, the staff that we had for Young Biblical Entrepreneur this year, I think we were impacted even more than the kids. I mean, it is transformational when you can see a seed being planted in a young person, uh, um, and, and, and be a part of watering that and then see God increase their life, increase their knowledge, increase their passion, there's nothing like it. I mean, I'm biased, but I'm, I'm, I'm on fire for this Young Biblical Entrepreneurship piece. I think it's the most exciting part of Nehemiah to date because we have an opportunity impact. And not just that, but we're seeing families being impacted. We're seeing families now saying, how can I get involved? Parents saying, how can we take this course because of what they've seen the change in their young person? If I can't really quickly, we we had a, a 15-year-old young man, and he uh, started, he came to the camp, he had been sewing for about two months because his mother makes dresses, and there were women coming in saying, well, we want to have bow ties for our sons that matches our dresses, and so she started doing this. Well, her, well, well, well this young man caught on and said, well, why don't I help you make these bow ties? Upon completing this course, he decided to make this into a full business. Well, he actually won the business plan competition. And he started that business, and he actually sold out in front of an audience all over the world internationally. People from Mexico, Ukraine, from Africa were buying his bow ties, and he actually is running that business now. So we are actually seeing not only the education and the information to these young people, we're seeing an example of it actually being applied, and we now have a young biblical entrepreneur that is operating. We're talking today with Nathan Shaw from the Nehemiah Project, the Young Biblical Entrepreneurs Division, as they're focusing on teaching kids biblical entrepreneurship, and and we're seeing it change lives. Yeah, Nathan, I wanted to just kind of affirm one of the things that you said when you said it's an impact on the teachers. I know that sitting around the round table on that Saturday afternoon with some of the kids, you challenge them with some questions to come up with some ideas that they had to present, and I had a new renewed hope in that generation. I was so encouraged by the the level of interest and the level of um, seriousness that they put into um, coming up with some good answers and really hashing things out. And and so I agree with you that it is it is very impactful to see what these young kids are capable of doing when they're told they can make a difference and if, and God can be at the center of it all. And Nathan, I know that this is really impacting uh, in the urban areas really has a potential impact poverty down the road because we're teaching kids how to provide uh, an income for themselves and, and to break out of poverty. Talk to me about how we can get something like this started in Tampa Bay instead of just in Orlando. How can you get us started in Tampa Bay? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, there's been such a great interest, and it's amazing to see how passionate people are getting behind that concept, Jim, because, um, and Martha, what you said was absolutely correct, because when we give young people an opportunity, a platform, mm-hmm. and that encouragement, we are just blown away with what they can can do. Um, I believe, to your point, Jim, the key to poverty, I don't believe, is jobs. 
You continue to hear that. We hear it in the political campaign. Everybody's talking about jobs, and that's that's necessary. That's needed. But what happens is when people get jobs, they typically go outside of the community that that's impoverished, and it's just a, a cycle of poverty that comes in and in and out, in and out, in and out. The key to poverty is entrepreneurship. If we can empower the people in the community to be entrepreneurs, set up shop in the community, and invest back in it, that's when we can start to see poverty change. Now. When you talk about bringing it to the areas, there are several different ways you can get involved. Obviously, you can go to nehemiahproject.org forward slash YBE and see the specifics of that. But we really want to partner with a local organization because what's important is that we don't just start the camp and, and, and then leave the kids. We want an organization that will come alongside us where we can bring the camp to your area, but then Nathan, continually I, work with I hate them. To, I hate to cut you off, Reverend. Incredible conversation. But next month, you'll be in studio with a couple of those kids. And we'll talk more about the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program. Nathan Shaw with the Nehemiah Project, Young Biblical Entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. All right, today we're talking, now this this segment of the show, we're talking with Patrice Saugay. Patrice is the National CEO Director, the super guy at Nehemiah Project. Patrice, <laughs> welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim, thank you so much. I am just the Chief Servant Officer, Jim. Okay, so you're Chief not the super... Chief Servant Officer. Okay, the Chief Servant Officer. Okay, but That's you're... Right. We yeah okay well we know that you're the guy in charge and it was such a great priv- privilege to experience Nehemiah Week while we that Martha and I got to go it was such a great privilege thanks so much for letting us see what was going on well how do you feel Nehemiah Week went well Jim it was our best one yet uh, this as you saw it's a lot of work um, our team worked very very hard I just commend the entirety of my staff I volunteer our board. Just for the efforts they put in, our partners around the world, uh, it was our best one yet. I mean, in terms of just feedback from our partners um, and participants, uh, highlights of, of outcomes, uh, just momentum, excitement. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I, I was very pleased by the outcome. All right. So, what do you? What were some of the highlights of the week for you? The I think the major highlight for me was the expansion of our partner base. We had uh, about five new countries participate this year who had not been a part in prior years. And by the way, who were actually new partners? This was their first, uh, the, the only engagement with us prior was that uh, what the leader to be online, uh, but they had not been to any live class. They had not been to any of our events. So this was their first full experience with us. And there was about uh, 11 people in that delegation representing five countries all together. Um, it was, and then there was another country that we just uh, got into last year that brought a delegation with them as well of folks who had first-time experience uh, and so forth. So that was, to me, the major highlight, seeing how quickly new partners and, uh, and, and aspiring partners were able to assimilate to the culture, uh, draw from it, get excited about it, um, also, just the momentum that came out of it. Uh, we, as you saw, we launched our e-community uh, at Nehemiah Week this year. Just how well it was embraced. Uh, we did our investors forum where we had uh, five entrepreneurs get up and had a kind of a, a Shark Tank-like event where we had investors there to actually make real investments. Just seeing how that was received. This year, for the first time, we structured our conference around our strategic pillars, our training, coaching, access to capital, just seeing how that just flowed so well 
and, and just the synergy uh, around that. And of course, Madagascar went again for the for the second time in a row. Of course, <laughs> that's a big deal for us, Jim, because that means next year. If Madagascar wins again, they are taking the trophy with them permanently. And we have to buy another trophy. <laughs> of course, we've kind of torn. You know, we don't know how to pray right now. But we're very excited about Madagascar winning for the second year in a row. You know, it was so good to be in a room. It, it, it Really, to me, it was amazing to be in a room full of people that, that were all Christ followers. We're all seeking the Lord and these are people that live in, in very different conditions that we live in, and they're seeking the Lord. They want to learn how to start a biblical business based on biblical entrepreneurship, and they're willing to study it and then make a personal investment to travel across the globe to get right. to, to generate fellowship with other people in exactly the same place. That was extraordinarily encouraging and humbling to me. Amen, amen. And, and remember one of the things you witnessed at the banquet where— you know, normally at every other bank, we, we make an ask uh, from our partners and, and supporters to kind of help us go to the next level. And this year, one of the lead gifts was from Africa. A, a pastor stepped up and he contributed $5,000 to the work in Madagascar. And to me, that was impressive. Mm. Yes, very much so. What an inc- I, I thought it was such an encouragement, again, to see so many countries coming together. And like Jim said, I was impressed on me how they made the investment to come and see face-to-face and be learning face-to-face with other like-minded people. Um, and I, I think, again, just being excited to hear that no matter where we are, we can do a business in a way that glorifies the Lord and brings people to Christ. And Amen. And Amen. Really this is, this that. crosses over culture, crosses races, crosses mm-hmm. social class. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, um, you, you, you remember also that we launched our, at least introduced our YBE video. How did you guys like those videos? Oh, wow. my goodness. They were fabulously done. Yeah, we just had Nathan on for Nathan Shaw on from the YBE se- uh, segment of Nehemiah Project. And, boy, Nathan did such a great job. Those videos are top-notch. They're engaging. That's going to make that training so much more powerful for those young people going through that class. They are literally Hollywood good. Okay. Wasn't that amazing? And wasn't it incredible that he used young people to teach the program? So, literally... Young people are going through this training being taught by other young people. That, to me, was impressive. Yes. I think that really will speak to the young people because it's not an adult speaking to them and saying, this is what you need to do. It's a peer-to-peer saying, I've learned this, and I want you to learn it. Amen. Well, Amen. And, and honestly, I bet you didn't know that Nathan w- was so good on video because literally he's got potential to be a professional movie star. I mean, he, he was unbelievable. <laughs> Listen, I'm already planning my retirement. <laughs> right. <laughs> that kid is a genius. I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, two years ago or three years ago when I first discovered Nathan, I knew he was a rock star. I've uh, been working with him. And in the last three years, he's as gifted as he is. He's also teachable, uh, mm-hmm. walks with humility, and just have a heart for not only young people but for the kingdom. And so yes. we're excited about just the opportunity of seeing him be elevated at a national stage, international stage. And just to know one day that, um, that we, we discovered him uh, is just a pleasure. It's like mm-hmm. the guy who discovered Michael Jordan. 
That's, that's right. A good analogy. But just keep in mind that the Lord helped you discover him. Okay, so here's something I saw. Your two girls went through the YBE program. They did. What, so they did. what was what was that? What was the feedback from them? I don't. I never got a chance to meet them. They weren't at our table on the Saturday afternoon, but they they spent the whole week going through the program, though, didn't they? Well, yeah. Let me say this. Um, so I've been trying to get my girls to be excited about YBE to no avail. Um, that, you know, some of the edits feeling like, well, daddy, you know, they're going to expect us to be perfect. You know, know, the typical, you know, pastor Mm -hmm. kid syndrome, right? Right. Well, so we told them, okay, do the conference and then we'll talk from there. Well, now they're, because of Nathan, now my kids want to go through YBE. I mean, <laughs> but they don't want to go through in Portland. They want to go to Orlando to take it. Can you believe it? Yes, because they probably met a couple of cute boys at the at DMI week. <laughs> That's right. That's I'm a, sure uh, my oldest particular, that didn't hurt. So didn't my hurt. kids loved it. I mean, they were, they, um, they were asking me questions that they never asked before mm-hmm. about the inner workings of biblical entrepreneurship. They came out of there with a unique curiosity and a unique excitement about being intentional about integrating faith in their in their education and their work. And so my kids got impacted, and it was a bit humbling to be frank that I had to take my kids to YBE to really to really grab it. You know, and but really what a testimony that is to the whole process and the fact that all of us experience that where we are trying to instill things in our kids that there's, there's there's a time when they need someone else in their life speaking into them and that's what YBE can do at all Amen. Levels. So I love that. Let's... Yeah, no, and it's okay. Don't worry. When you're when our kids are all teenagers, all of a sudden we are no longer the smartest person in the room. They need to hear from somebody else. And so that's, that's just <laughs> that so that right. that just shows you that your kids are truly United States citizens. Amen, amen. <laughs> well, I tell you, it was humbling but exciting nonetheless. You know, because you want so oh, bad yes. for your own kids to get it. Yes. And when you know, you know, I, I tell Nate and I said, you know what? I feel like a senior pastor with a youth pastor. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. without that great youth pastor, uh, your kids are doomed because somehow, as, as you stated, they, they're not, they can't receive from you the same way as it can. Right. So in the last minute or so that we have left, Patrice, talk about the impact on communities when, when somebody goes through biblical entrepreneurship and they bring it back to their community. How are communities impacted? Wow, that's a big question, a very valuable question. We, we like to say that we that our product is not uh, curriculum or courses, that our product is kingdom businesses, and that we believe we've developed, a, by the grace of God, a manufacturing plant that spits out what we call kingdom companies, businesses with a transform, uh, that businesses, transformational enterprises with a quadruple bottom line, people planet, profit, and eternity. And so from that vantage point, the impact of the community is, number one, that there is a, um, a, a kingdom uh, company, one that may have existed before or one that's new, that is now intentional about being transformational, uh, intentional mm-hmm. about making a difference in that particular community. The second thing is uh, job creation, um, or I'll call enhanced job creation. You know, being able now for individuals in our community to have a place to work, 
where they can find fulfillment, where the company cares about them, where they can be open about their faith, where there's intentional integration of how it is that your faith impacts the marketplace. You were talking about the impact on our the communities. After somebody has gone through the biblical entrepreneurship program, they come home, and you, you said the biggest impact is that either new or existing kingdom-focused, intentionally kingdom-focused companies are created, which then have other—they uh, create jobs. So That's right. <clears throat> Not just job. What I call sustainable job. A job environment where the owner is intentional about a work environment that honors Christ, that honors people, that honors our nation, that honors community. The other piece, uh, Jim, is that uh, we see giving grow and, and the willingness for that owner to see their business as a tool to invest time, time, and treasure um, in the community. The way they engage with their customers is impacted. But here's the biggest thing overall is how the marriage and the family is impacted. One of the things that we've noticed uh, Jim and Martha, you will like this one. That with these entrepreneurs in the community, literally, people said to us, "Patrice, I'm a better husband." And literally, we've had wives come to biblical entrepreneurship because they saw how it impacted their husband, and they want to be a part now because of what it's done to their husband. One lady actually said to me, "Patrice, this saved my marriage." Wow. What a testimony that is in their community as well. And an incredible privilege to be a part of something like that. That's Oh, yeah. That's I cool. mean, what we don't realize is how much burden and hurt and pain businesses cause in a marriage. And yes. so without a healthy marriage, then eventually we'll have an unsustainable business. Patrice. We're, it's been a great. It's been so much fun talking about this. We're going to let you go. We're going we're gonna to close out the show. But thanks so much for just sharing Nehemiah Week with Martha and I, for us being able to get to meet those people from all over the world, get to meet your kids, get to meet the young biblical entrepreneurs out of Orlando. Uh, thanks for sharing that experience. I can't wait till next month when we bring some of those kids in studio. Uh, I'm excited. But thanks so much, Patrice. Okay. Jim, thank you. Martha, thank you again. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. I just want to really encourage our listeners, if they've been intrigued by the concepts behind Nehemiah Project, that you go out to their website and check it out for yourself. Because you can take the class online. Uh, if it's not offered live in your area, you can be in an e-community, as he was talking about. And I really think that people are going to find value in it. And then maybe we can bring it to Tampa if there are people locally or in any city across the country that's listening that they can bring Nehemiah into their community. Uh, and Nehemiah is in communities across the country. Yes. And, and I know a lot of you listening are thinking, I'm never going to start my own business. That's okay. The first program, the first class in the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program is for every Christ follower who works mm. in any kind of workplace. So that covers everybody because we all have our own workplace. That's Whether right. we're just working at being a good neighbor or, or I retire for him, which is a new website we'll set up someday soon. But it's really just all about how... Do I recognize that the Lord created work for his glory and for his honor? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Nehemiah Week, Martha, was a highlight for the year. Absolutely super excited to be part of that ministry and to really get to see those kids in action, get to see that lady from Madagascar in action. That was really a lot of fun. Most definitely. All right, you've been listening to I Work For Him. As we've talked about the Nehemiah Project, you can find out more about Nehemiah Project online at nehemiahproject.org. And, and honestly, like I said, whether you are own a business and you want to know how to be more kingdom intentional or you're thinking about starting a business, this is a program that you can take and you can take it online or you can take it in person. 
nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. We own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.